Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, probably mostly gentlemen out there. Welcome back to boarding school. I'm not really sure what episode this is, but we're getting up there. Let's uh, introduce the fellas. Chad Copeland, Edmonton. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good up here. Just the same old, same old. Living the same boring life. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Wow. <laughs> and in Calgary, Alberta, we have Owen Chesness. How you doing? How's it going? And our big time guest, biggest Muppet team in the league, last place, the ultimate loser of the league, Brett Campbell. How you doing? Oh, quite the intro there. You uh, <laughs> definitely didn't miss any miss any parts. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah, well on my way to uh, the fantasy manager Hall of Fame. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. We still have to pick a good, good punishment for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I agreed to a punishment off the get-go, but oh, that's too bad. we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll I like the one. by ear how it goes here. I saw one, and it was, like, the best punishment ever. The guy had to sit in a waffle house for 24 hours, but every waffle he ate was an hour off the time. Yeah, I saw that, too. That looked great. <laughs> Ooh. I would oh, I would be purposely tanking. I could, I could go for some waffles. <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't know. I could I could probably put some waffles back. We'll see. I like that. But you oh. know, I think you guys are calling it early here. I mean there's some there's some good time left in the season to Rhett, you're almost twenty <laughs> points behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if... Yeah, if Red- and Brad's on a surge right now because he's beating me right now. He's on a heater. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Rhett can pull together some magic here. All on- I'm, I'm up right now on Jake, but I mean it's pretty early. Yeah, fantasy statistics show off your head on Tuesday. The other five days don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but- if my fantasy football skills will say anything, then I could almost guarantee you I'll lose this. Uh, <laughs> lose this pool. Oh, man. Yeah, not good. All right, so you boys want to go over the uh, matchups this week? Yeah. Give a little preview for the people? All right, let's do it. All right, first, uh, let's start with Rhett. You're going against, mentioned you're going against Jake. How are you yeah, feeling right true. now? Um, well, pretty good start i guess uh soderberg got me a hat trick last night so that's unexpected very yeah. nice though yeah i know that's uh definitely was unexpected got got a goalie uh goalie win so that is also a uh <laughs> a small uh, stepping stone to uh maybe at one point winning a goalie stat <laughs> uh, you know it's also rough when you have Curtis McElhaney as a goalie. But you sat quick. Yeah, I mean, McElhaney hasn't done terrible this year, though. Oh, my God, I'm looking at his stats. I actually know he hasn't. Yeah, like, I thought he was, like, my biggest issue with him, I think, is that he's not a starter. So. Yeah, except for when he. Except the fact that you started him today and they're losing 5-1. That's a tough look. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well the thing with today I actually was considering trying to s- throw him on the bench and start uh, I was going to put Allen in just because I know he's not playing just to preserve my uh, 
my save percentage and goals against. Yeah. But I decided against that. And I mean, the results speak for themselves. I mean, the nice thing is that you're playing Jake and he's got Varlamov and Freddie Anderson both on IR and both are healthy. So (laughs) maybe you'll look out this week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If Jake's listening, after hearing that, you might now lose goalie categories. He he's pulling a page out of my book there. Doing <laughs> On the bright side, like your goalie stats aren't bad right now, because Macklin even no. must have got pulled. I would oh. hope so. Let's take. Yeah, hopefully. It's five one. Ah, yeah, he probably got. He probably got. No, nope, oh, he's, he's still, still going. He's still in. I saw the. Up- yeah. <laughs> yeah. See. Man, once we get to my matchup, though, you'll you'll feel good about McElhaney's stats because, boy, oh, boy, did my goalies have a rough night last night. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next matchup. Uh, Owen, let's get you involved. You're facing Chad. Big matchup here. I mean, it's only day two, though, so. But... Yeah, except you're wiping Chad and assists. How do you have 10 already? I'm a, my team is an assist machine, man. I don't score goals. <laughs> the real question is, how do I – my goals against is at seven and a half with a legitimate goalie start. <laughs> Thank you, Devin Dubnik, for blowing it against wow. Philly. Philly. <laughs> Who's Philly? <laughs> 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 and then you – was that one? You didn't start Price yesterday, which was a bad decision. Yeah, he played against Boston. Big mistake. It seems like he always plays well against Boston. But okay, just on that game, do you guys see Petrie's game winner? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yes. Imagine if the Oilers Filthy. had a man like him. Filthy. I know. I was going to kind of have a quick chat about that at the end. Just uh, <laughs> some Oilers players out there that are. Uh, <laughs> not playing too bad. I mean, Perron had a nice little goal there last night. He's got a goal tonight um, again. Kajula had a nice little tussle there with. Uh, oh, that was a nice fight. Yeah, he pounded. Uh, Love Joy. The guy was on Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, I know that. You know, it's just impact players like that would be a big uh, help for the Oilers. Plus, uh, report came out that they're looking for a new winner or a guy to play with McDavid or whatever and first round picks in play sounds like Yamamoto and Poole Yarvi are in play they just picked up a guy yeah I'm just trying to pull his name up here honestly I don't um, know why Oilers fans are complaining Lucic got two goals last night and Cassian got two goals Kobe yeah I mean Kobe Cave was the guy's name look at that depth mad depth right there Oilers Oilers might pick up with that I heard you guys were looking for a blockbuster move so Yamamoto on your first, Shirelli. Jordan Eberly back or something. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, just Lucic there. Three goals in four games, I think. Uh, you know, I, I might be looking at him for my fantasy team stats like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that can't be. No. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, you man. called my bluff. I was going to see if someone would jump to it before me, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I will not be picking up Lucic. Although I did drop Wayne Simmons because, oh my lord, has he been bad? Yeah, I just went off the last few games. Didn't Simmons get three points last night? He got a yeah, he did. 
Yeah, before that, he had 21 points this season. There you go. Yeah. Or something like that. So I dropped. I got my three points out of him, and I dropped him because I was like, this is because du- I have Duchesne and Eichel coming back from IR, so how to make some room. Right on. All right. Let's do next matchup. We'll do uh, Zach and Daryl. Oh, looks at this. <clears throat> I'll nod it up. Look at those save stats. Wow. I mean, Daryl's getting a quality start from Laurent Brassois right now. Another Matt, sh- how is he Zach. good this year? Because he has a better team to play yeah, for. He's Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Could you imagine if Edmonton had some quality goaltending? Could you imagine if Edmonton had a goaltending in general? Yeah, this is true. Then, man, Zach picking up Robin Leonard off waivers. That guy's been a stud this year. And Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the NHL. And then he also just picked up Saros not too long ago, which is also one of the best backups in the league. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you're kind of getting like a nice little, nice little mix there. Yeah, not that we want to be pumping Zach's tires too not much at here. All. But... Yeah. Zach, you're listening. You're still a loser. <laughs> I'll never forget yeah. that. Okay. What? Okay. He's got he's got all Reeves right. too. Reeves is just. Reeves is alpha, especially over uh, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Tom Wilson. Just thought I'd throw that you out You watch there. your mouth. <laughs> we're we're right. editing that out. Yeah. yeah. Stir, stir the pot here. <laughs> That's not part well, of you, our opinion. All, so. all the sheep with the same opinion here on uh, Tom Wilson. Don't you talk I'd... bad about Tom Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you uh, muggle. Big, big Tommy's been laying low lately. I haven't heard. There hasn't been too much Wilson news in like the last no. month. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll decapitate someone in a couple no, weeks, I, and I'm sure we'll he gave. Uh, I think it was Edmondson a little tap on the nose there a couple nights ago. I heard he had a gun. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Wilson had his gloves on though too, so he was obviously ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next matchup we have first place Rutley versus. Brady and I think Brady's had the team that's gone the most downhill since like the start of the season. Oh yeah, like after those first two weeks, I thought Brady would be where Nick's at right now, like just wiping the league. Like how the the Bergeron, <laughs> Pasternak, and Marshawn line was playing to start the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they've kind of slowed down a little bit here and lately. Landis Cog too. Yeah, Linus Cock off that hot start, slowed down a bit. I I saw an article I saw an article today and there was possible rumors that they might actually take Lenskog off that first line if Colorado keeps sliding down. Which would be a huge wow. hit to Brady on that one. Yeah, that would be that'd be a big oof. Yeah, he's kind of been riding that wave. Yeah. I mean, like if you he's also has Jamie Ben here and I mean a star not being a star, that doesn't help. That is true. Getting called out by the yeah. owner. <laughs> man, that's a dumpster fire there. Like, Oh, man. What a weird situation. Man, like that's like a Ottawa being a disaster and then Dallas going, like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. All right. Last matchup, I guess. It's uh, me and Brad. Brad and I. 
And oh my <laughs> good lord, is my goaltending bad, guys? Oh my goodness, Phoenix Copley. Where are you? Oh boy. Yeah. You and do you see Carter Hutton's save percentage last? You and Chad oh, yeah. give you each other a run for the money. Oh my god. Did you see oh, it? Oh god. Like <laughs> that big. Tw- oh, he had more than a point six save percentage. <laughs> Man, like is this where we started talking about how Hutton's not a keeper. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Dude, I was literally last night that's all I was thinking. It's like I boosted him on the last <laughs> podcast, and this guy is putting up the worst. I was boosting my goaltending, and all I get is Hutton with the 583 save percentage and Phoenix Copley with an 892. Phoenix Copley's got like a 700 today. Uh, yeah, that he has not doing well. Buff, that's Buffalo's so bad. on a huge slide. There's been a lot of like nasty slides around the league. Like, Ducks haven't won. They've lost 11 in a row. Um, Colorado's sucked. New Jersey's lost 14 of the last 17. And then Buffalo. Hopefully Hall, Hall comes back here soon. That would maybe help them a bit. It would yeah, help I, you I, a bit too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about me, but yeah. Selfish. Yeah. Also, Chad, I know because you have him in another league. Yeah. Man, whatever happened to Gostas beer? Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know. Like Philly in general, like. Every single great player they have sucks this season, except for Giroux. I get it. What a dumpster fire. Because, yeah. like, if you think about everyone who would be a solid pick from Philly that's not doing well this, this season, would be like Simmons. I haven't looked at Couturier's stats, but I imagine they're not fantastic. They could be good, but they're probably not fantastic. At least he's got, like... At least Couturier is like a solid two-way guy too. That is true. JVR has been subprime for them. Yeah, and then yeah, their goaltending's depressing. Yeah, like big the big moose in net who's injured now, and then I think they've gone through five goalies this season. I think it's seven. Seven. Oof. Because I know it was, like, after, like, goalie number two, it was, like, who is it? It was, like, Elliot, I think Neuver's still with them. And there was, like, Alex Lyon, Stolarz, and Hart. Oh, God. That's sad. Yeah. Well, boys, those are the matchups for this week. We, uh, Chad, I know you mentioned we want to give our uh, midseason awards, who we think is going to win. Yeah, so... Now that we're kind of halfway through the season, kind of everyone's kind of a guess of who they think would be winning some NHL awards right now, like the Norris, Jack Adams, Ted Lindsay. There's some some awards we'll probably won't touch because they're just like so concrete, like the Art Ross, Connor McDavid. Doubtful. <laughs> I don't know about that this year, buddy. I'm gonna say it's Kucherov. But ah, we'll go. Let's just go over. I have the list here, so we can just go over Perfect. all of them. All right, okay, boys. First one, we'll uh, we'll start with the big one, the heart. Who do you guys got for the heart? 
judged most valuable to his team? It's a it's a tough one, but like around the league, there's I know Gibson's a tossed around a lot. It's unfortunate that he's but, doing that bad. I think that's the issue. Is it's kind of got to be like the weren't great last year, kind of picked it up this year. That's why for me. I think if he keeps going this way, I'm saying Johnny Hockey. Yeah, maybe. I it's, don't know if I can hop on that. With a slight Calgary bias there, I mean, yeah. I'm, I think he's got like, too much of a supporting cast. That was, But the thing is, like, same supporting cast. They missed the playoffs last year, and he's third in points or second in points or dude, whatever dude, it I is. I can't say And that. it's like, I would argue Cooch. You can't really Pardon? say that because Elias Lindholm has been so good this year. Yeah, like as much as I want to boost the Flames all the time, around this time last season, Gaudreau was in a similar race for the Art Ross. Like he was like top five in points, but he was never talked about. But now that Lindholm's yeah. balanced out that line, it allows Gaudreau to shine more because there's actually a more defensive forward on that line. Okay, then who do you guys have for the heart? If Anaheim turns it around and squeaks a wild card, I'll give it to Gibson. Because I think to win the heart, you have to make the playoffs. Yes, yeah, that's true. It's almost, uh, I'd say it's almost a, and like you could say Kucherov, but I would argue Kucherov has more help than say yeah. Gaudreau. Well, that, and plus they were good last year in the playoffs last year. That's that true. That's why I think you got to go with McDavid, a one-man team. And if they make a playoff, it's because of McDavid. I mean... And that's the thing is it all, it all depends on McDavid making the playoffs. Where, like, I'm just saying, like, Gaudreau's... The Flames are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They'll get a good seed. So then it kind of depends on... Yeah, if Edmonton somehow makes a push and makes the playoffs, then I can see McDavid. But I think there's a good argument for Gaudreau yeah, here. And to back your point up, too, I... I feel like oftentimes if Calgary's down, you know, four four minutes left in the game, it seems like Goudreau is always there making an impact and generally in in on the scoring line when they tie it up and generally eventually win. That's kind of how it's been going for them lately. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Alrighty. What do we got next on the list there, Mr. Mack? Uh, next we'll do uh, Calder. Who do you guys think is going to be rookie of the year? Patterson, I would say. Yeah, I mean, okay, if he quits getting bullied the, out there. Like, it really depends on his injury. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, it depends how many games he plays. Because, like, if he comes back, plays the rest of the season, it's him, no doubt. But if this injury kind of lingers or he get, goes down again with the same thing, I think. I think to win the Calder is you need a minimum kind of games to win, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's true. So I would say if Peterson's the obvious choice, but I think if he starts to miss too much time or isn't the same after injury, I'd have to probably go with uh, Darlene in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah to, be, to be honest, I'm trying to think of like some – Solid rookies around the league right now, just in general. I know you because you look at Darlene, like halfway through the season, and almost 25 points, averages over 20 minutes of ice time a night as a rookie. 
That's yeah, insane. It's, that's pretty messed up. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Yikes. Ladies and gentlemen, with a late addition to the podcast, Grayson Campbell, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. How about yourselves today? How was your big date? How was your big date? Oh, you know, went well. Can't complain. Do you feel a spark? she the one? <laughs> I don't know if I could get ahead of myself like that. but uh... <laughs> She turns out she listens to the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we got to tread lightly here, you know. I'd hate to, you know, ruin chances and stuff with. So uh, I'm just going to say had a good time, you know, looking forward to another one. And uh... Yeah, he, she already lost a bet to go here on this football, date. So... right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. We got to go through the rest of these trophies before we start talking how bad of a football advisor you are. All right, Owen, Rhett, who do you guys – Thinking for the Calder, Grayson. I gotta hop on with Pedersen. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna hop on that bandwagon too. I mean, the kid's been pretty electric so far, and kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's true. It's just yeah. If he can, uh, like I said, quit getting bullied out there, then stay on the ice, and yeah, he's definitely making an impact on that Vancouver team. All right, next one, we'll hop over to the Vesna. Ooh. Um, for, for me, I got to go with uh, Mark Andre. Ooh. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Vasilevsky. I mean, Tampa's been a good team for a while, but I'm kind of – I'm hoping this year is their year to kind of get over the hump and maybe win a cup. Yeah, I like Vasilevsky. Like he did miss like a month there with injury, so I kind of I just think kind of depends on how that factors in. I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I think I might jump on the Vasilevsky train there as well. I think like he's been not only has he just been outstanding this season, but like for like a couple seasons now, and I think it's pretty much about time he gets recognized in the league. I think uh, there's a couple pretty high goalies there. I'd, I'd argue Vasilevsky, Marc-Andre Fleury's been pretty good, and even Gibson. Like, Gibson's got a, sh- yeah. a terrible team in front of him. So I know, it's just tough because with a terrible team, you're not going to have, like, the greatest stats ever. Because, like, like, for me, you look at Fleury, under 2.5 goals against, leading the league and wins with 26 already. He's got six shutouts kind of tough to argue with those numbers i was talking to this with someone the other day i think uh there's a higher chance that gibson gibson has a stronger case for the the heart than he does for the vesna yeah i could see that 100 yeah. percent. i would yeah i would say he's got a good good case for the heart especially Anaheim has to make the playoffs, so that's yeah. kind of what it's dependent on. Yeah, like, he could have questionable goalie stats, but, like, without a doubt, he's the best player on the Ducks. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah. Gr- Grayson, what are you thinking for Vesna? Oh, you know, I feel like uh, Talbot's going to have a good turnaround once the <laughs> oh, you know, comes around here. Oh. I think he's just going to, you know, 
Um, kind of like you know, had those kids, you just started lighting them up. So I think come around, he'll realize how he's got to step up for his team so that the oil can start performing better. And I think Talbot has he's I think he's got the attitude and he's got the capacity that he, he could do that for the Oilers. And I think he could he could take that trophy home. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. Right. No, okay. When you next, talk next hockey with Grayson, was... you're talking like a different language. So I, I want to so shut this bad. podcast down after that. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, God, I got – that was tough to listen to. Okay, next one, Norris. Who you guys got? Ooh, I'm going to – I think I'm going to hop on the Geo train. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to sound like a Calgary homer in this pod, but – yeah. Geo leading the league in plus minus, second in defenseman scoring as of and right he's now. 35. And he's 35, but also like he plays those tough minutes, like power play, penalty kill. He's out there high ice time. Like, you know what I mean? He's not just padding stats on the power play. Like, he does it all. Yeah. For me. Like, I'm, I'm also going to go full Homer here because, like, I know Morgan Riley's tossed around for a discussion, but to me, Morgan Riley's not a great, not great defensive style. Whereas Geo goes goes out there and like shuts it down against like top lines. I'd say Geo's one of the best two-way defensemen in the game, and he's putting up crazy numbers. And I'd argue that those Toronto guys, like they score so many goals and let in so many goals that. They kind of cancel each other out offensively almost, but also they let in so many goals. How can you give best defenseman to a team, to a guy on a team that lets in so many kind of, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, so, I think it's – sorry, uh, Yeah, ahead. I'm probably going to say what you were going to say. It's a bit of a no-brainer that Gio would be the pick just because, like, he's the most complete defenseman. Like, he's – Yeah. I mean, he's, there's nothing that he's, like, bad at. He's – he jumps in the rush. He's good offensively. He has a great shot. He has good vision to pass. And when he's like, I see teams come in two on one all the time against the Flames, and Giordano more often than not just shuts it down. Yeah. So that's my boy. Yeah, I'll give I'll give that one to Gio. Anyone else got any different opinions? You guys were oh, asking great. me about my uh, my date earlier, and I thought you guys would want to know if she's a Flames fan. Oh, God. There we go. Uh, Grayson, are you going to maybe say Oscar Clefbaum, or what's going on over there? Um, You know, Clefbaum, I'm not – he's not ready yet. He's got a couple more years, you know, give that D-match some time to develop. I don't think it's time to cut the cord on him yet, for sure, but uh, – I, I feel like he's a guy that in two, three years, you could you could trust on the blue line for sure. All right. Yeah. And just look at the stats. Giordano's averaging uh, just over 24 and a half minutes a game. <laughs> it's a lot of ice time. Yeah. It's a lot of ice time. Yeah, that is. And it'd be a lot more, but Calgary's just so defensively deep. On the back end. Yeah. And, yeah, he averages a lot on the penalty kill, too, which is, like, you look at, like, guys like Carlson, Burns. Gio's just got those tough minutes. I'll, I'll give it to him. I think Burns is quietly right. having a great season, though. He is. It's just tough because I feel like those two San Jose guys are going to take votes away from each other because, like, 
how do you distinguish between you know yeah kinda? they're all, for sure they're also to me they're not like like Carlson's not great defensively I don't really I don't I think he I think he's terrible defensively I don't think Burns is great either but and here was something that was weird is how like Carlson's going to the All Star but Geo didn't get in like because it's in San Jose right. So they load up with those three San Jose guys. Like, what a joke that yeah, is. Yeah, it's garbage. Because, like, like, even Pavelski, like, Pavelski's good, but. Yeah, come on. I think it'd be good for Gio, though. Like, he is 35, so hopefully it gives him a little. I think it's good break. for Flames to give him a little, get a little break. But uh, next trophy we're looking at, uh, next one I got here is Art Ross. Who do you guys think is going to lead the league in scoring? To me, it's Kucherov. Uh, to me, it's the one of – it's tough. I think it's going to be Kucherov, McDaddy, or Gaudreau. It's one of those three for sure. I just think it's going to be Kucherov just because, like, Tampa's having an unreal season right now all around, and they score so many goals. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat too. He's – 75 points already. doesn't look like he's going to slow down too much. And again, they have a fire power play over there. Yeah, it's uh, a little unfair. Yeah. Brett, Grayson Owen, what are you guys thinking? Uh, I, mean, I think it's those I feel top like We three. keep doing this all night, but, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with Kucherov. Like, the Tampa is just so good this year. And right now they aren't really showing any signs of slowing down. Yeah, it's a tough one to argue with for sure. So, yeah, it's also tough to vote. gauge because it's like also more of like a concrete award. It's like you can kind of – it's easier to like fine-tune who's a candidate for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas other ones, it's like you actually have to perceive their whole game. Yeah, it's just kind of tough to see. It kind of depends on how the team does second half. Uh, knock on wood, they stay healthy. It's a lot of factors that go into it compared to. Oh, I guess they yeah. all kind of are like that, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you guys get. Yeah, me. you betcha. All right. Uh, next one we got here is uh, Selkie. Selkie's two way. Is that right? Yeah. I'm honestly not too sure. Um, I'm uh, just looking at some stats. But uh, I think for me right now, I, I'm trying to look at how many points. I'm going to go with Barkov. Yeah. Averaging a point a game. Yeah, it's true. Not bad. I might even like jump on a bit of a homer here. And I wonder if, like, Lindholm could maybe be thrown in there. Because, like, he does yeah. he kind of does it all, power play, penalty kill. As yeah, that's fair. Solid amount of points and, again, underrated defensively. Uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of tough. I don't know how many of these guys if Bergeron hadn't kind of like kill penalties. I definitely would have gone with Bergeron. Yeah, that's the tough part is Bergeron's kind of a uh, stalwart there, but it's tough when you miss that much time to injury, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. 
But, uh, yeah, that one's kind of tough because it's kind of based on points, but also, like, I think Barkov, point a game, but the only thing is his plus-minus is not very good because he's on Florida, so kind of depends on what they put into that. Yeah, also, dusters like us don't really know too much about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm having All a right. tough time picking... I mean, Kopitar has won it twice in the last three years. Don't think he's going to win again this year. That's going to be my yeah, that's my input. <laughs> he's, he's that team's so bad. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely not winning. Yeah. Okay, and uh, next one we got here, boys, is uh, Jack Adams. Very drops. Uh, Big Bill. Bill Peters. Homer. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to be a homer, even though I'm not a Flames fan. I'm going to homer to the Bill Peters as well. I mean, I got you got to go Barry Trotz. Lose Johnny Tavares, and they come out, and they are doing great. Oh Who's, who did that? Is this Daryl? Is this Daryl on the podcast <laughs> again? Sorry, that's me. I'm trying to, like, be quiet about it. Um... Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's Bill Peters. Missed the playoffs last year. Pretty much the same team, and they're like second or third in the league so far. Yeah, and then to me also, like uh, for the changes I saw from like Gullitson to Peters is how Peters does a large focus on like ensuring the defense is locking it down and then doing the transition, whereas like before it's like – yeah, go out and just cherry pick and see if we can get a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Rhett, what are you thinking? Well, I'm trying to trying to come up with a better better candidate than that, but it's pretty tough. I'm kind of drawing a blank on this one, guys. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And, like, even Barry Trotz, like Owen said, like, Another great candidate. Yeah, exactly. Maybe right. I'll toss a, a Craig Berube in there for St. Louis just because he's a good Alberta boy. <laughs> Horrible team. There we good go. Alberta boy, yeah. though. I think local to Kalahu, Alberta. So, that's sad. Yeah. Well, I got a new candidate for the heart. Uh, Peter Shirelli. <laughs> <laughs> For all the teams he's traded with. <laughs> all right. One of the last ones here is uh, the Rocket. Most goals. OV. This is yeah, – I want to jump on the OV train, but I also kind of want to see Skinner get it. Man, Skinner is just putting up goals. Like, looking at the players here, like – Ovechkin's got a kind of three, four goal cushion, but some guys below that I could see coming up is guys like Tavares and Braden Point playing on really high scoring, good hockey teams. That uh, the goals are going to be plentiful in Tampa and Toronto. Could see him mm-hmm. tucking some more. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Because uh, does Nylander play with Tavares? No, Tavares plays with Marner, I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right, well, scratch that. Scratch that conversation piece I was going to bring up. Idiot. 
Varner has been a stud as of late as well. Yeah, except his dad's a loser. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay. I'm going to pick – I think I'm going to go Braden Point. I mean, again – Good Calgary kids. Great Calgary kid. Yeah, I think – I think Tampa's going to run away with it this year. I mean, I've said it before. They've been a strong team for a while, and I think this is their their time to make it yeah. over the hump. They are built good top to bottom, too. Oh, my Lord. Yes. That is one solid hockey team. They better win this year, too, because they are uh, going to run into some cap issues next year. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's – so tough with like how far ahead they they are right now. I think it could be really bad for them. Yeah, I might lose a little focus, lose a little kind of edge. Yeah, we'll see though. Because to me, like I think if you're like leading by that much, you might get like a little arrogant, and then you might have like I don't know some wild card team like Colorado just turn on the heat. Yeah, except they're in different divisions and different conferences. <laughs> in the cup final. Sick analysis. Hey, by hear, me, hear me out. They're going to restructure <laughs> the league just in time. Yeah. All right. Uh, we won't do Lady Bing because that's basically who's the softest good player in the league. And most of them are pretty soft, so that one doesn't matter. And then I'd say the last kind of important one is uh, GM of the year. You already know. Peter (laughs) Shirelli. I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with Peter Shirelli. Really made a solid hockey team. I think the best, like, I don't know why everyone rips on him. Like, he's just a generous dude. He's just trying to make it a good place out there. He's trying to keep the parity in the league high. Don't be getting too good when you have McDaddy. He's just trying to keep the league competitive, and that's, I think, what you got to respect out of him. Because think of all these trades he kept those guys on the oil. They'd just be a five-year <laughs> dynasty, and it wouldn't even be fun to watch hockey. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Can't argue there. All right. Do we want to move on to uh, the last segment here of the pod and talk about uh, the Campbell's failures in fantasy sports? Yeah, let's <laughs> uh, take it away, fellas. Yikes. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, my first year in a fantasy hockey pool, but uh, previous to that, it was my first year in a fantasy football pool. Oh, and, God. Yeah, you, know, you see where this is going. And uh, I actually uh, decided to hire slash, I don't even know, acquire, I guess, a trade and draft advisor in no one else but our other guest, Grayson who I would not recommend. <laughs> not recommend. And Grayson's always boosting about how much he knows about football. Yeah. What's, uh, what's up with that, Grayson? All right. So uh, I just want to start off that I was honored to work for such a great organization. Um, I was definitely happy that the ownership allowed me to take some responsibility of the team after he completely just destroyed it from day one. How so? How so? How so? I want some. I want some players. I want his some examples. running backs drafted were Philip Lindsay, Christian McCaffrey, and Zeke. 
So yeah, you're blaming Rhett, and you had those three running backs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. The guy drafted Philip Lindsay. You know how much of a steal that is. I'm gonna he start got traded. <laughs> Till you trade him. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I want a real bias outside opinion here. Um, from the beginning of the draft and the uh, the proper list that I gave my uh, my owner here, he decided to pick uh, Lashawn McCoy with the second pick in the or the second. Uh, round pick for us. Oh, uh, picked up Demarius as a lethal wide receiver. The guy got traded, not that lethal. For his Achilles, real, real help kind of guy. So I mean, oh, when you got Ezekiel, the first half of the season to remember what football was, you got Lashawn McCoy, who honestly could have put the same stats up if he was in a retirement home. And Demarius Thomas <laughs> even knows the kind of team he plays for. When that's not what I advised my owner to draft, I was working an uphill battle from day one. And he honestly, we got ourselves in a position where we were desperate for a win and we needed to make a trade. And uh, <laughs> so we decided we made some trades. We had three, we had three lethal quarterbacks. We were running Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and Kirk Cousins, who had a decent first half till he just turned into a complete dust muffin. And so. Trade Matt Ryan and uh, Philip Lindsay for Le'Veon Bell. The guy's coming back. He's going to light up the league. And then, nope. uh, as everyone never and everyone saw, he decided to stay on his jet ski, and he never came back to football. So that one really came back to bite us. And uh, yeah. then Philip Lindsay, you know, goes out there and just starts, you know, tearing it up in the league and just being one of the guys out there you really want on your team. And we had that guy for a short period of time. Oh, God, then, this is yeah. sad. It's not good. Severity kicked in again, and we made another trade there. We got rid of Zeke because we were just a little bit angry at that point and picked up uh, Antonio Brown, which is a real good pickup before he had his little mental breakdown and wants to get traded. But then uh, Zeke decides to start remembering how to play football again. He's putting up points, and uh, at that point, we were just too far gone. So we made it into the consolation game. We were, I think, three and three and seven. Like We were bad, real bad and uh, made the consolation game and pulled off a win on the very last game, finished the league seventh place. So I just like the positivity. You know, you come off a big win at the end of the season, and you just you feed yeah. off it in the next season. So I think with the energy we have going into the 2019-2020 season and, uh, you know, a little more knowledge and the fact that I shouldn't let the owner actually draft as the draft advisor – I feel like we have a we have a big year coming up next year for uh, Waterboy Goodell in the uh, in the football department for sure. Yeah, Not so uh, I just want to pipe in there that um, there's no we quite yet. Um, we haven't agreed <laughs> terms for uh, the 2019-2020 season. Um, and I also would like to point out that. The, the Zeke Antonio Brown trade was uh, definitely not great, but at that point, I think I pulled Vito and uh, did it almost more out of a spite for our uh, my my trade advisor because he has maybe the biggest man crush on Ezekiel Elliott, and I had about enough of it after his subpar performances throughout the year. That's fair, Red. I'm uh. Gonna throw this out there. If you guys are looking for a advisor, I'm a fantasy football expert, and I got the stats. I got the championships. I got the cash money to prove it. 
Yeah, I uh, I think uh, my people will be talking to your people. Hit me up. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in enough leagues as it is, but I'm always looking for more. <laughs> you hear that, Grayson? Mm. Grayson yeah, you know, I, honestly, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm just building off that uh, – that big win at the end of the season there, the positivity we had coming off that season. And I feel good that I'll have a job coming up with someone in some league here, uh, you know, yeah. down the rain when it comes to points and footballs and uprights and end zones. Yeah. I feel like you look like the, the new uh, New York Jets coach right now. Rolling your eyes like a freak. That's just rude. We'll see. We'll see where it's gonna go from here. But uh, yeah, not not good for fantasy football, and it's uh, looking pretty bleak in fantasy hockey, as uh, you're all aware. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Anyone else want to uh, add well, anything here? I think we'd like to hear a little bit about uh, what Red has to say about his team and how it's coming along. Where does he see it panning out at the end of the season? My uh, my fantasy hockey team. Um, well, I'm definitely at a crossroads of do I tank really bad or do I tank really, really bad? <laughs> um, I do want to put it out there that uh, oh, someone's causing some serious sound in the back. Oh, my goodness. Who's texting? Um, I, uh, I just want to put it out there that I do, I am looking for trade partners. Um, I would definitely put, uh, Taylor Hall and, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the trade block. So if those are players that, uh, insider, anybody is looking at, uh, maybe acquiring, we could, uh, hit me up and maybe we can work something out. Would you say you're, uh, looking for. Young players, draft picks. What are you kind of um, looking for to build the team? I'm I'm not against draft picks. Yeah, younger talent for sure would uh, would probably help me in the long term because I think we are at a point here that uh, there is no chance really for this year. So I'm just trying to kind of set myself up for uh, for the coming seasons. And actually, I guess a good time to make a point uh, from. Last podcast where Chad uh, offered to pay me $20 not to play anymore. I'm going to stand up (laughs) to that cyber bullying and uh, assure you that I actually paid to play this year and I am saving my money to ensure I can play next year. So I'm coming for you, Max still owes money for this year, so. No, I paid, dude. No, you didn't. You never sent an e-transfer. Guaranteed, I did. Screenshots or it didn't happen, bro. Okay, I'll go to my... Other than that, um, my team is... Uh, I think I do have some underperforming players. I mean, Anzi Kopitar probably tops that list. I was really hoping for more out of him. Um, Eric Carlson had a slow start. I feel like he's he's definitely picked it up since. Um, I've got Jonathan Taves. He's... Not, I mean, Chicago is so bad this year. It's not really helping. But, uh, yeah, Hall's on injury. IR right now, so. I feel like if uh, all my players can kind of put it together at the same time, I might stand a chance a week or two. But the way it's been going, I'm 
kind of consistently been underperforming. So it's going to have to be some changes. That's fair. So, yeah, I mean, actually, I might even move Line for the right uh, for the right player. So, <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> I, I'll admit, I tried to entice Daryl into making a silly trade for uh, Patrick Line because I know he has a special place in his heart. But kudos for Daryl for uh, not uh, or for taking his Winnipeg Jets glasses off and looking at the bigger picture. So. All right, right. Well, uh, speaking of those trades, my people might be in touch with your people. Yeah. Just so, throwing it out there. It's good. Good to hear. We'll uh, let's make something happen here. Sounds good, buddy. All right, Chad, Owen, anything else you guys want to throw in? No, I think I'm good. No one's got any closing thoughts? I would, I would just like to say uh... – it was an honor and a privilege for you guys to have me on here. It's always nice to be able to spread my wisdom with people and stand up for myself when ownership is just throwing people down. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been telling lies all night and that is, hasn't stopped yet. I'm just, I'm really happy for this opportunity. And I really hope that, uh, I really hope that, you know, my good old manager there can manage to get some, some fortune coming his way on the, on the ice there. Cause it definitely wasn't happening on the field. And, uh, the other guys there, just like I said, it's great. Just I'm I'm blessed to have this opportunity to be here and speak with you guys today and have an impact on the kids. So, thank you. All right, Chad, is Chad still even on? Let me check. I thought so. No, I think he dropped out. He looks like that. No, it's still Mine on. did drop out briefly. I had to disconnect and reconnect. Says Chad. Oh, it's the end of the pod. So. All right, boys. Well, you guys have a, good uh, have a great week. Yeah, thanks you for coming well. on, fellas. Same Appreciate shoot. it. And uh, we'll and, talk again uh, soon. Sounds good, boys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was so delayed. Yeah. yeah Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.